Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Previously on the Mike Wise Show. You, you played for Don Haskins, um, obviously yeah. because because our society has become obsessed with race lately, that uh, mm. all this, you know, the story of him in, in Texas Western before it was UTEP yes. back in the day when they beat Kentucky. And, yeah. and shoot, I forgot Pat Riley was on that team. Um, yeah. Did he ever talk about that with you guys? Or did you ask him about it? Or were you, were you very familiar with that story when you went there? Yeah, I, I think it came up uh, on my visit. I'm sitting there in his office, and he has that picture behind his desk, and, and I'm on the other side of the desk, and I'm looking up at the picture, and he kind of asked me what I was looking. He knew what I was looking at. What you looking at? And I was like, oh, that, that team is amazing. You guys won a championship and whatnot. Um, I mean, first, start first starting all-black five in college basketball yeah. that won a championship yeah. in 66. Yeah, yeah man. And the crazy part about it, he's <laughs> – he was so candid about it. He was like, oh, hell. If I would have known they were going to make such a big fuss out of it, I would have started one white guy. It didn't make a difference <laughs> to me. We were going to win. <laughs> That's great. That's tremendous. He was uh, funny like that, man. I had never heard that story before. Antonio Davis relayed it to me last week on the Mike Wise Show. This week. Goran Dragic, the veteran guard, pays us a visit before his trip back to Slovenia and a very important decision on what will happen with him next year. Next on The Mike Wise Show. The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. The Mike Wise Show is hosted by a guy who played basketball atrociously for Hawaii Pacific College, which forced him into journalism. And, oh yeah, he wrote about basketball for the New York Times, the Washington Post, and ESPN. He's also a wise-ass, and so are many of his guests. Right, Mike? Welcome to the Mike Wise Show. This week's guest, one of my favorite players, who, and I, Goran Dragic, you don't even know this. I, we've never really talked except for in, like, media scrums of a lot of different people. But um, yeah. you remind, you know what you remind me of? You remind me of... Sharunas Marshallonis. Has anybody ever told you that? Oh, really? Yeah. No, not really, though. But that's a that's a huge compliment. He he was unbelievable, great player. So he was, you know, he was to me. He was one of the first European players that people said, like people people always use the term. Oh, he's soft. He's a soft European player. Like no way. The you know Sharunas Marshallonis. He put his head down and he got to the rim. It didn't matter how. And I look at you the same way. Like, there is no stopping you when you want to get to the rim. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, uh, did, did you model your game after any player, uh, American or European, that, that you remember? Um, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was a lot of guys. Uh, you know, back, back home, before we were part of Yugoslavia, and, um, you know, my 
I really look up to to Sasha Danilovic. He used to play for Miami Heat, mm-hmm. and uh, then Sasha Georgievic, uh, Russian Estadovic, and of course all these great players: uh, Steve Nash, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson. I mean, you know, when you were a kid, um, I was so into basketball that um, basically I, I had a lot of different players that I like. Mm. Yeah. Do you? Um, is there a pride? Um, for how far the the foreign player has come in the NBA, especially Eastern European players, like how much you were respected now. I look at all around the NBA. It uh, it, it doesn't matter if it's Jokic or, or Nurkic or any of the players now. There's a, there's a genuine respect among all of the NBA players that grew up in America. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it is. Um, you know, the basketball is a global sport. And um, you know we cannot forget what the peop- what the players did before us. Um, you know, like Drajan Petrovic, Tony Kukoc, Vladi Divac, and all others European players like Marcioni, Sabonis. You know, those mm-hmm. guys they opened the door. They opened the door for European, not only European but international players. And um, you know, you can see now it's so many international players in NBA that it's uh, I would say it's a little bit easier. Um, to to make it right now, but you know, back in the day, was was a little bit um, different. Yeah, um, we're talking with Goran Dragic. He's the um, now he's he's the second oldest player on the Miami Heat um, after now that Dwayne Wade is retired and and Udonis Haslam. Do you? I know you you turn thirty three years old next week. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yes, and mm-hmm. and you'll be spending your birthday in Slovenia. Uh, yeah, I'm, fl- I'm flying back, so I'm home for my birthday, yes. Will you have a big party with your family and everything? Uh, it's not going to be big, just, uh, you know, family members, close family, and, um, you know, just having uh, having, having a good uh, day, you know, lunch, dinner, nothing yeah. crazy. When I look at your career, you, you played many years, and you're, and you're, you know, in your 30s now, but I think Udonis Haslam. Do you tell him he's just like a grandpa? He he must be playing till he's eighty. <laughs> no, because <laughs> you should see you should see uh, um, um, Ud um, on practice. I mean, he he can still play. He's taking care of his body. He's mentally tough, and um, you know, no, I, I feel like nobody, everybody's afraid to tell him he's a grandpa. You know, yeah. he, or he, he throw an elbow in their throat. Yeah, that, yeah. that's saying. You know, he's such a competitive guy, and uh, you know, everybody is look uh, is looking up to him, and he's a great yeah. example for those young players. And um, you know, I'm really happy that I can be a part of this team, and um, you know, can share locker room with with this kind of player that he is. Yeah, when uh, people look at your career now, they they identify you more with the Miami Heat than even the Phoenix Suns, who you were with for three years, your first three years in the NBA. And I, I take that back. You were also with the Suns um, in 2008 to 2011. You went to the Rockets, and then you went back to the Suns. Do you yeah. of all the of all you, of all the teams you played for in the NBA, where do you put the Heat right now? Oh, the number one. Um, because um, you enjoy you enjoy playing for the Heat more than anyone. Yes, yes. Because um, you know, first of all, this is a, a franchise 
um, team that it's um, you know one three championship rip. They have a great culture, great NBA fans. The city is unbelievable, and um, you know they, they take care of the players. And um, um, I feel like that this is I'm here for four years, and I really develop my game. I feel like at home, and um, you know um, it's been it's been unbelievable ride. I, I'm still hoping that I'm gonna be here for many many years. Um, but yes, yeah, this is this is probably that I have the most fun in my career the last four years. Yeah, I, I looked at your contract and I know you got many decisions to make, but um, do you want to opt in to that $19.2 million deal for next year or are you still deciding whether or not you want to do that? I was still deciding. Um, you know, I, I had a meeting with Pat and Coach Poe and, um, you know, I told him for me it was such a, uh, tough season with injury and ups and downs. Mm. And I told them that I, I need a little bit of time off. And then when that time going to come, I'm going to sit down with my family, with my agent, and, um, you know, try to make the best decision for, for me and my family. Yeah, when I think of Pat Riley, and I've known him for many years, he always, and Spo, and that whole organization from Mick Garrison on down, they have a, they always have a plan. They have a great plan whether they have the best players in the world, whether they're trying to get the best players in the world, and you're clearly one of them, do you worry now that Dwayne Wade is gone that the the Miami Heat has decided they are going to be a rebuilding team for a while? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, you know, uh, we have a lot of good young pieces, and, of course, we need some, some uh, players. They need to bring some players, you know, so we – we can, uh, you know, play in the playoffs, and definitely, mm. um, I'm such a competitive guy. I want to win, and um, you know, whatever happens, I understand it's part of the business. But um, at the same time, um, you know, I, I want to play with good players, and mm. um, you know, that's it. So, uh, you know, Pat and Mickey, me, uh, Harrison family, mm. um, you know, they they make always a good decision. So, um, you know, Miami's always been the top team in NBA and um, you know um, that's the goal of course they, they're never going to tank they're always going to you know try to um, play the right way and I think so that's uh, that's awesome that's why that's why Miami Heat has this kind of reputation in the league yeah I not only the skill but the toughness I've never seen a, yeah. a tougher organization that just sort of motored through everything they don't care right. um, and, they don't, you know they don't they don't use excuses Yes. What I what I like that's the most like in this league. You know, you go some through hard times, and a lot of players, people, they use excuses. But I never heard once in organization that you know they they use excuses, and I think so. That's 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 really awesome. Yeah, I th I think so too, and I think uh, Eric Spolstra Spolstra has turned into. Uh, a very. Sp I mean, they didn't make the you guys didn't make the playoffs this year. You had many, as you said, ups and downs. This is this guy has turned into, in my book, not just during the LeBron years, but a Hall of Fame coach, one of the most underrated yeah. coaches still in the league, more prepared, uh, thoughtful, and and I don't know, just gets it in many ways. Yeah, I agree, and you know the, um, I feel like the people don't don't give him credit. You yeah, know, I don't know what that is. Credit. Because, you know, first of all, when you have a big three, it's not easy to coach those guys because, you know, as a player, <laughs> we, we all players, we have egos. 
and um, you know to to be a coach with with so many great players and you know try to develop the chemistry that they had it's it's something remark remarkable to me and of course now that we don't have uh, you know those kind of superstars coach 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 uh, Spo is always um, there you know we're always close to the playoffs we never um, you know use excuses and I think so that's that's something that um, um, not a lot of franchises have this kind of coaches, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you have any me- um, favorite memory or anecdote, funny or otherwise, of Pat Riley? Because, you know, he's, he's such a legendary figure now that everybody's got Pat Riley stories. Even when I covered the Knicks way back when in the New York Times, I remember stories of him they still tell today. Is there anyone that you were part of that you go, oh yeah, the great Pat Riley? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? I mean, you know, when I when I came here to talk to sign with Miami, uh, we had a you know we had a great talk. You know, he said we want you to bring you here, and he throwed all uh, all of his rings on the table. <laughs> I heard that. I was yeah. like, whoa, you know, I was in shock because. It's a lot of you know. It's it's a lot of wins in those rings. A lot of uh, legacy, you know, history. Mm. And I was I was so uh, so pumped, excited. And uh, you know, Pat, he's a uh, he's a uh, such a competitive a winner that um that it yeah. that you know it, it just his present next to you is something that that is huge. Yeah. Do you, um, is there any, uh, other than yourself, of course, is there any European player now that you, or, or foreign player that you just are, you marvel over? You look at, you look at this person and you go, oh my goodness, this is incredible. Is yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Nikola Jokic, he's unbelievable. Oh. Well, especially what he did last night was, you know, he's such a talented um, guy. He got basically everything. You know, he can shoot, he can play low post, he can pass the ball, he can dribble, and for his size, it's something, you know, remarkable. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic, good friend of mine, he had unbelievable season this, yeah, uh, unbelievable season, the All Star, and um, you know, you have a lot of international players that Luka Doncic, you know, my friend, my, my. Um, I really, uh, you know, we play together for our national team. He's yeah. really one of the greatest, I think, so in this league. So oh, it's just, that... it's just unbelievable to watch those young kids and young players how they develop and they thrive in this league. Yeah, Doncic is incredible. He, I mean, he just the the passing, the uh, the the what do you call it? The the swagger, the fact that he's just so confident for his age. Um, yeah. I, in in many ways, I guess he probably looked up to you too because you were fearless. I mean, it's a it's a funny story because I know Luca when he was uh, five six years old. Oh wow! And, uh, because I played I played with his father. His father was a uh, his father was uh, a captain back in the day in our team, and I was I was part of that team. And Luca would always come to our practices or games, and he would be a ball boy. So uh, when you he know, was five just, or six, what did he? Did you know even then that he was special? I mean, no. You know, it's early to say, but even even back in the day, he was. You know, every time you see him with the basketball in, in his hands, he was. You know, if it's a timeout or halftime, he would shoot. 
um, <laughs> on the hook. So you you know you can see that he got really uh, you know a big passion for this game. And you know, and a few few years later, you can see the first time we played together for national team, we won gold medal, and now he's one of the best players in NBA. So it's just um, you know unbelievable road that he that, that you know that he overcome from Europe to NBA. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's like it's like Steph Curry of Slovenia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where you like he has a, he has the background. He has a, all he needs is uh, yeah. It's incredible. The um, when I think of um, uh, when I think of Slovenia's national team, I almost feel like you could put you and Doncic at the guards and just take three guys who are like garbage truck drivers, and you still make the Olympics. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe uh, not that easy. You know, we we did had we won a gold medal for Europe on European Championship, but we we did had a a help with Anthony Randall. He used to play in NBA. Oh, that's right. And then you know we have a couple of players who who they play in Euroleague. So um, you know, but the most important thing for us was coach Igor Kokoshko. He was our coach, mm. and um, you know he 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 put this team together and. And of course, our our um, GM for national team, Russian Astarovich, he kind of put all these pieces together, and it was really fun. And um, you know, unfortunately, with the with the FIBA and Euroleague and everything, we didn't qualify to the World Cups. But you know, that's that's something that it's for it's 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 going it's something that is not good for European basketball at all. So. Yeah, do you. Um, you're you're familiar with Stephen A. Smith from ESPN, correct? Yes, yes, correct. Um, I always laugh when he he takes uh, uh, Rashon name and he goes Rashon Asterovich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for him to do that with Goran Dragic. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's a lot of people that you know they. It's tough to pronounce my first and last name, so. Uh, I'm just good if they say the dragon. That's fine with me. So, <laughs> The Mike Wise Show is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. We've got a new show every Monday. We're very proud of our podcasts and want you to listen to all of them. It will lead to harmony between all peoples on planet Earth and possibly pave the way for world peace. Honest. In addition to The Mike Wise Show with me, Mike Wise, we have Catch and Shoot with Adam Stanko and Noah Kozloff each Wednesday. They're two hoop fanatics who also have real lives and love to share good stories. Thursday, we've got our newest show, Buckets, Boards, and Blocks, with Monica McNutt. Monica's knowledge and energy are a great combo, and her guests are dope. Finally, we have the Pure Hoops podcast each Friday with B.J. Armstrong, the three-time NBA champion, friend of Michael Jordan's, and agent for many NBA stars. He's joined by Eric Newman, whose hoop knowledge will blow you away. Please listen, subscribe, download, rate, review, and always enjoy. Uh, we're talking with Goran Dragic, the, uh, the the guard for the Miami Heat. He he will either opt into a contract for Miami next season, um, or he will become an unrestricted free agent. It's unclear of what's going to happen, but he will go back to Slovenia and decide. Um, I I guess I was I was I was really thinking out loud the other day about um, with my friend about why the European. A basketball player as a as a youngster becomes 
um, so accustomed to passing, moving the ball, and the idea of the choreography of teamwork. And sometimes in America, I don't know if it's because of the AAU system or they play so much scrimmages, you're always trying to stand out by yourself, that yeah. sometimes we don't get that until later in life. Why, why do you think the, the European system has helped you and, and maybe in some ways hurt some of the American players, the, the, the same system over here? I, I, I think so. That I agree with what you say, like the system, because back in Europe, um, you know, when you practice, you don't work, you don't work so much on individual, you know, um, individual try to get, I mean, you, you're working on your shot and dribbling this, but it's not so much like ISO game. You never, you're never gonna have a chance and go just ISO in Europe, you know, um, every coach in Europe, they want team, um, team, um, to, to play together, to move the ball, to create the shot together. And um, I feel like um, because of that, um, you know, it's a different game. Um, here, you know, here you have three seconds and um, you can break the ground down and you can play one-on-one. -on -one. Back in Europe, you know, everybody's in the paint. If you break one guy, you know, it's four more guys in the paint. So basically you need to move the ball if you want if you, if you to get a good shot. Yeah, I think you're right. There's a there's a genuine um, emphasis put on teamwork, and and it's yeah. not just about the individual. And also, I think I, I don't know the system over there. Obviously, the teams know what they're doing, but in America, if you're if you're 12 or 13 years old, like let's say your son Mateo, he turns into a player in this country, and they're and all of a sudden he gets treated special at 12 or 13 years old because he's better than the other kids. And so they don't treat him like the other kids. He All of a sudden he's directed toward a certain program. His parents yeah. are treated better. And sometimes I think on one hand, especially if you come from the inner city and you're you know, African-American with no money, it's good for the family. But it's also the bad part is, is you don't realize that you're supposed to be one of five players on the floor. And I think that that, that sometimes hurts us as an American society when it comes to youth basketball. Yeah, correct. And, um, you know, it's, uh, that's the thing, you know, uh, I think so it's a good, like you said, the good thing is that, you know, you can help your family and, you know, um, you can, let's say, move somewhere else and, uh, you know, get a better, better life. But um, I don't know, that's, uh, you know, now it's all this Twitter and everything is about, um all the moves, you know, the moves, how you break the guy, the guy down and self-promotion. You know, back in Europe, you don't have this. Um, it's a TV. We have clubs. We don't have schools. We don't have AU programs. It's club. So basically, the clubs, they're running coaches, coach running the clubs. And it's, it's basically a different system that it's kind of a hard to stand out from other kids. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, and I think so. The you know, in Europe, um, it's not so many athletic guys, and maybe because of that, um, you know, you, you cannot stand out. You're forced to play. Yeah, you're 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 you, forced. You, yeah. Correct. You're forced to play a team ball. Um, like uh, you know, you need to move the ball, and and um, you know, that that's the way it is. Yeah, I just look at. I mean, even Jokic, he he stands out, but. Oh man, like you, you look like you lift weights and you're strong. He looks like he just eats, but he's still great. 
that that's the thing, you know. He's uh, if you look, his body is not in bad shape. No, still, I mean, but it, still, he looks like he, a lumberjack. He doesn't look like you know, like like a, like. He, I mean, you know he, what? He's what? he's smart. He's so smart that he's playing with his head. You know, yeah. he 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 understands that he he plays in his own pace. Mm. And um, you know, he's such a big dude that he can seal you. He got really good moves. So basically, he's never in a rush. Yeah. You know, um, for me, I'm I'm not I'm I don't have a big size, so I need to I need to compensate. I need to get you know I need to basically play a little bit faster or uh, try to get into the guy's body. And you know it's it's different. Um, so yeah, the I I look at all the um, foul calls right now and the inconsistency yeah. in officiating. Yeah. I mean, I agree. You, I agree. Well, what do you think? I mean, I, I just can't, I understand Clay Thompson, great defender. I don't understand how you can close out on somebody and you start with your hands in their face. And then, then when you finish your, your butt is in their, in their, in their stomach and you're turned toward the basket, blocking them out in one move. And I go, wait a minute, that's, that's not closing out. That's a foul. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think so that's, you know, have to be consistency. You know, if yeah. if you say this is a foul, it should it should be called for everybody the same. And yeah. then, you know, if if you make that call, then I think so, um, you know, uh, everybody know what to expect and would be a different different thing. But um, you know, it's a competitive the game. I understand the, you know, referee is not an easy job. <laughs> The game is so fast, and you know a lot of players they use tricks now. Especially, um, basically, they are professional um, bucket getters. You know, they know how to <laughs> they they know how to create contact to get on the free throw line. And, you know, some trust me, it's really hard to you know to to make you know to make a call so yeah um, well it's hard it can can go both ways you know i always say when i play if they make foul on me it's always a foul but then when i foul (laughs) it's never a foul you know it is what it is so yeah yeah i i I realized earlier i was i was making fun of uh, jokic's body like no sports writer who needs to lose 20 pounds should ever make fun of any nba player but um, but the same with uh, the, the the same with fouls. Like nowadays, if I play pickup basketball with my friends, I have three favorite words. I got it. I always call the foul. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Even yeah, when yeah. I don't get fouled. Uh, but the, the uh, no, it yeah, is I, James Harden is the hardest the thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you that's off. the thing. That's the thing. Back home, you know, if you play three and three, and you and you have a rule that you can call your own fouls, you know, you're always gonna win. So. <laughs> Exactly. But James Harden, I think, is the hardest player to referee in the league because yeah. as great as he is, he's also like the greatest actor. <laughs> yeah. like, you yeah, should get I, Academy Award sometimes. I agree. I agree. You know, he's such an amazing player. Yeah. And uh, basically, um, you know, now that he has so many options, you know, he can shoot step back three. And then he can go inside the lane and create the contact and know how to draw in a foul and get 11 free throws a game. And, you know, basically it's, it's, it's unguardable. If yeah. you play one or one, two, it's unguardable, you know. Um, most of those shots back in the day, they would say, oh, those are bad shots, but he's making those shots, you know. So um, 
yeah, it needs to be a team team uh, defense. But still, you know, if you he's such he's such a good. He knows when the guy's gonna reach. Yeah, and then he goes up and create the contact, and usually that's a foul. So you you really need to be disciplined disciplined with him. But you know that's harder to to do than you know than with some other guys. Yeah, a couple more minutes with Goran Dragic, um, who I think many people. Um, say always compare him to great European players. I think he's just a great player who happens to be European. He's uh, Eastern <laughs> European. He he's a uh, All NBA third team selection, NBA Most Improved Player with the Suns in 2014, and he was finally named an All Star. In my opinion, way too late for the first time in 2018 with the Miami Heat. Um, Mr. Dragic, I think. Gordon, I, I think of all the times that you had satisfaction in your career, I have to think one of the most, if not uh, personally satisfying, but just for family purposes, when you and uh, Zoran played on the same team <laughs> with the Suns, and I think Mark did Markeith and Marcus, uh, yes. uh, they, yes. they played two, and so it was like two sets two. of brothers on the Phoenix Suns at the same time. Like, that has to be a record. Yeah, it is. That's, uh, we make the history that they – um, two, two, basically two sets of brothers was uh, <laughs> was um, on the same time on the floor. So me, my brother, and both Morris's brother. So uh, yeah, it was. I mean, you know, for me, that's that's always going to be a special moment, just to um, you know to play with my brother in NBA. We already played together for national team, but you know, in NBA, that's something different. And um, I was yeah. really happy and proud, proud of him. You know how he carries himself here in NBA, how he represents, you know, um, our family, our nation, and uh, you know, great, great memories. Yeah, and he's, he, I believe he's he's playing in Slovenia now, correct? No, he's playing in Italy. In oh, he's in Italy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for the Liga Bas, okay, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're there. He just came back after the injury. He got two ACL surgery, but now um, he's completely um, healthy. And he, the last year, he's playing in Trieste. Mm. How how many? Um, you're gonna uh, be, uh, I guess, a um, happy birthday Monday, May sixth. You're you're yeah. 33 years old. It's very right. exciting. That that's also 33 for a guard in this league is getting up there. How many more years do you want to play? As long as I can. <laughs> That's my goal. So I love basketball. Um, I cannot imagine when I'm going to have to put um, basketball on the side. Um, you know, that's going to be something that I'm going to be really sad. But, um, you know, as long as um, I can move and I can and I'm going to have that passion for this game, um, I'm going to you know try to play. Hmm. I think also if you ask Ray Allen, man, if you can shoot, you can stick around forever. <laughs> Oh yeah, but he—I mean, he's—he's he's one of the best shooters in the league. So that's easy for him to say. Right, that's right. <laughs> right. Um, so, well, th thank you for the time today. Um, I, I, I really want to tell you that um, even though we haven't spoken in person, one-on-one, um, uh, -on -one, uh, you, you've always been one of my favorite players. And not just because you. of your skill, but your heart. You have so much heart, and you, and the way you, the way you play the game is how shoot if my eight-year-old played the game like you he would he, you know he wouldn't be complaining all the time about fouls you know, 
<laughs> thank, thank you. I mean, it means a lot. You know, it's uh, for me the most important thing is to give everything what I got, and then at the end of the day, live with the results. So that's it. All right. Well, well, we we love everybody at the Heat, including Rob, Tim Donovan, uh, yeah. Pat Riley, Mickey Harrison, all uh, just good people. Um, beyond the fact that they're an excellent basketball organization, you've done a great job representing them. Whether you stay there or whether you go somewhere else, we'll be following your career at the Mike Wise Show. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Goran. All right. Let's go. Time to stick the landing. Goran Dragic gives us a great 30 minutes. I really enjoyed the conversation with him about international players growing up versus American players growing up and what that manifests itself in in behavior and just, you know, the sublime choreography of teamwork, why we watch the NBA and, and basketball. Um, thanks to Jeff Torini for putting this together. Bruce Bernstein couldn't have done it without him. And look, I know you enjoy my show, but if you haven't tried Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov on Catch and Shoot each Wednesday or Monica McNutt with Buckets, Boards and Blocks each Thursday, and then, of course, the Pure Hoops podcast with B.J. Armstrong and Eric Newman on Friday. You're not getting the whole Pure Hoops family. And that's what this is all about, a basketball community. So listen, join us, and I will see you next week. Couldn't have done it without you either. The Mike Wise Show used to be called The Wise Ass Show, but it remains a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.